Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Welcome to uh, another uh, another episode of Leaders Lead, Winners Win. I'm your host. My name's Cody Adams. Made a ton of mistakes, and uh, both as a leader, as a human, as a salesperson. And um, I, I come literally humbly just sharing those things with you on how I overcame maybe some adversity or how I can't overcame some things that I made mistakes on and just trying to give you my playbook. And um, I'm a firm believer in the abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset. So I'm trying to give you my playbook and then ultimately still beat you with it as I'm beating you with it right now. So please tune in. It's a good, good, uh, good channel. Subscribe, like, um, share it. It'd be important for... Uh, for other people to hear, in my opinion. Again, if you get value, if you don't get value, then don't don't worry about it. But if you're listening in, you probably are a subscriber. You probably have been uh, sent this uh, by somebody else that is a subscriber. So ultimately, thank you for coming in. We appreciate you very much. We spent a lot of time on these things. Um, I'm pulled in a bunch of different directions because of the companies that I run. But we're here and we're here to help. So I'm here to talk to you guys today about something simple. Because simplicity is genius. Simplicity is genius. Making things simple is the smart move to do. But you got to remember that the opposite of that or the antithesis of that is complexity. And complexity, my friends, is the killer of all execution. Uh, For example, if I give my seven-year-old daughter, if I give her a set of instructions and I say, hey, I need you to go put the dishes away do your homework and I want you to read 10 pages of that as well from X, Y, and Z book. Also, as soon as you're done, I need you to go clean your room and then right after I need you to take a shower. If I say those four things, that's complex for a seven-year-old and no offense, but some of you guys still have the capacity, amount of capacity and attention span of a seven-year-old. I'm just kidding. It's a jab. If you're welcome and you're new to the show, just know this is what we do. We mess with people a little bit, get you riled up, but that's complex. And I'm telling you right now, that's going to kill her execution. She's going to do the dishes and then she's going to forget about the other three things that I asked her to do. It's the same thing in life. It's the same thing in business. It's the same thing across the board. Remember, complexity is the killer of execution. Simplicity, my friends, is just genius. Now, if I came to her and I'm going to go through other things in life and I hope you just stay tuned with me for just a second because it's going to get good. Really, really, really you know what? Effing good, okay? Try not to cuss for the first two minutes because if you cuss for the first two minutes of YouTube, they kick you off YouTube. If you didn't know that, it's kind of BS, okay? I have two strikes on my channel. Just found that out. Pastor Rob just told me. That sucks. So that means that if I get another strike, guess what? I'm banned. And then I, you can't hear my voice anymore. And that sucks. I'm trying to do something cool that I can look back on 50 years from now and know that I made an impact. That's what the whole point of this is. It's not for clout. It's not for name. It's not for, I don't care about any of it. I just want to know that I made an impact from the mistakes that I made. I want to share these things with you because they matter folks. Okay. But if I came to my daughter, I said, Hey, do me a favor, sweetheart. Go ahead and do the dishes for me and let me know when you're done. She's done. Hey, sweetheart, I need you to do some homework. We got, we have to, we have to read 10 pages tonight. Go ahead and do that. And let me know when you're done. Communication. Super simple. Hey, sweetheart, we gotta we gotta clean our room. Look at this thing; it's crazy. This room is crazy. All right, hey, tell you what, I'm gonna give you 20 minutes to see how fast you can clean this room. Let me know when you're done, 
and I'm going to time you, and I might have something for you after. Simple, right? Go take a shower. She remembers all of those things because, again, it's simple. It's not complex. It's just simple direction. It's simple pieces to the puzzle. And some of you like to confuse and, and do a bunch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this diet plan, and I'm going to do this workout plan, and I'm going to show up at 545, and I'm going to do 10 sets of 15 on bench press. I'm going to run 0.746 miles. I'm going to do this five days a week. I'm only going to, I'm going to eat 214 grams of protein and 56 grams of fat. It's not sustainable in business. I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send 143 emails. I'm going to send 25 text messages and I'm going to, I'm going to call 25 other people and leave them voicemails. This is the script that I'm going to use. I'm going to work from 9.15 in the morning till 7.15 at night, no matter what. It's too, it's just a lot. Now there's standards and things that I'm going to talk about and get to, but there's, there's complex ideas and things which just kill execution or there's just simple things. What if you just said, Hey, I'm going to work until I get the job done. I'm going to show up at nine 30 and whenever it's done, it's done. Right. What if you said, Hey, I'm going to go to the gym every day this week. Hey, I'm not going to eat any sort of bread or beer this week. That's it. I'm just going to focus on those two things. Simplicity is genius. Complexity is the killer of execution. All right. Here's the deal. I'm going to go through three things with you. This is just this is just stuff that's on my mind that you need to understand that you need to know. I'm wearing my XY hat, by the way, because you know life is simple when you understand there's two genders. Hopefully that was outside of two minutes, so I'm not banned from YouTube. But it is what it is. It's the truth. It's science. Fit. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, you can find this hat and many other things at contentclothing.com. I'm not pushing that on you. I'm just letting you know we started that shit because people love it. It's interesting because always, I've always wanted to start a clothing company, but I've never had anything cool. And I just made a shirt randomly because I really love making clothes. You can ask my team about it. They have 55 shirts and 20 hats. And it's crazy. I love it. This is actually one of our new hoodies um, that's coming out. But um, I wore my shirt. It says, do not comply on the back of it. Contend clothing on the front. or just contend. And like five people, no joke, five different people at a car show came up to me and said, where did I get this shirt? And I called my guy, Tomer. I said, yo, T, this, I think we got something here. And then I, I wore it to like Havasu the other day. And some dude stopped me randomly and said, I love your shirt. Where'd you get it? So we got something here, folks. If you like it, hop on contendclothing.com. If not, I really don't care. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for the message. There's a difference. And when you provide something that's cool, that has a cool message and a cool meaning behind it, typically the money follows. That's how things work. Let's talk about your business. Okay. This is a leadership and sales podcast. It's what this is for. Let's talk in a little bit of life. Leadership, sales, life, whatever. Let's talk about standards. Standards. I can do a whole five-hour podcast on these things. I'm going to hit it to you in the next 10 minutes. Listen close. Grab a pen and paper. If you're running on a treadmill, come back to this, okay? There has to be three or four standards inside of your life and inside of your office, inside of your sales process, inside of your life, at home, so on and so forth. So, for example, some office standards that you need to set forth. What time do you show up? What time do you leave? Right? That's one. Number two, what sort of effort metrics are your folks putting out and what are they not? For example, for us, it's 40 texts, 40 emails, 40 voicemails, 40 phone calls to our clients. For example, it's you come in at 930 and you leave at six. Typically, we're out a little earlier than six. Like I told you, simplicity is genius. Come in at 930, leave when the job is done. Right? It doesn't have to have a bunch of different red tape. 
our office standards is you leave your fucking desk and your area fucking better than you found it in the morning. You make sure that you clean your shit every single day. And anything you bring into this office, you bring out that same day. This isn't a fucking storage unit. Some of your offices or some of your businesses look like trash. I had uh, the pleasure uh, of, of going to First Form uh, just two weeks ago, I think, or a week and a half ago. Um, and let me tell you something about that place, man. That place, the wheels on the chairs are all lined up, okay? They don't, there's no water in the sink because they wipe the water after you wash your hands out of the sink. There's no cleaning crew at that place because they clean up after themselves, right? So those things are important. So what are your office standards? Do you have a standard in your office or in your business for what people wear? Or do you just not give a shit? Because I know a couple, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm out here watching other mortgage companies and other companies that I, they're wearing flip-flops, the basketball shorts, the CEO's going on a backwards hat, and he's just chilling like this and shit, making videos online, looking like an absolute idiot. You know who you are if you listen to this and you know who it is. It is what it is. There's multiple people. You got to have standards with inside of the office. What about at home, right? What about at home? Let's flip gears. What about when you get home? Do you have house rules or do you just, it is what it is. Your, your kids and your, your family, your significant other, they just do whatever the hell they want, whenever the hell they want. And for us, we have standards of the house. Leave things better than you found them. Put things back where they came from. It makes things much, much easier. No lying, no cheating, no stealing. Those are things you cannot do inside of our house. They're standards that we have set inside of the house. No shoes in the house. That's a standard. You got to live and die by these standards, folks. And you got to have three or four. I'm not asking you to have 15 because that's, again, complex, right? Complexity is the killer of execution, but it's simple. Three or four. It's not that many. What about like for salespeople? We're talking standards here. What about for sales? Do, do, you, do you have a certain intro that you have your people using? Do you have a certain clothes that they're using or are they just willy-nilly doing whatever they want? You know, do they have a certain cadence of when they're following up or you just tell them to follow up? Are there standards for what is being said on the telephone or in person, or is it just who knows? The reason why I ask that is because as a business owner, as a sales leader, whatever the case is, you should know exactly what's being said on the telephone at all times. At any time, you can hear it and say, yep, I know exactly what's being said right there. Boom, I can hear it. And we hear it all day at Kinfolk. It's incredible. All day. It's a script that we've created. And you model and you modify and you make it your own as a salesperson because you want your people to have a little bit of creativity, but they have to have a standard of which is set because we know what fucking works and what fucking doesn't work. This stuff works. Change these things. I don't care. Model and modifying it to your style. But this is the stuff that works. Here's the proof, right? Simple. Is your sales process, is there standards in it? Do you have a time of which someone reaches out? Do you have a 24-hour rule that no one gets no communication with inside of 24 hours? There has to be communication with inside of that realm. Do you have processes and standards written down and put into place with accountability in your sales process? Standards being set. Are you the person that's coming to the other folks as a sales leader, as the owner of a business or a co-founder in the business? And are you holding them accountable? Hey, I, I didn't hear this. Hey, what happens with this? Okay, well, why didn't it happen now? Things are important. Do you have personal standards? Do you got like a weight that you know that you should be at? Are you holding yourself to that weight? Do you have standards, uh, I don't know, on the appearance of how you look? Some of you guys look like absolute dog shit. I don't know how you wake up. You, look, you have a mirror in your house. You don't have any mirrors in your house. You literally put shit on 
and you're wearing fucking Birkenstocks and sweatpants, and you you don't even you didn't brush your teeth, and you're walking out, you're just hanging out, you're doing your thing all day long. You you look like you, you don't have personal standards on how you look and your appearance. You're saying, Cody, I don't care what I look like. Sure, bullshit. You you stop caring maybe because you got a spouse and they stop caring. You stop caring about how you look because I don't know COVID got a hold of you over the last three years and you're like fuck it, bullshit. You care about how how you look. Standards are important. You have a again my weight my ideal weight two twenty five. I know I'm at two thirty five right now. I'm ten pounds overweight. Shit, man, that's the standard. The standards at two twenty five. I need to get back down. I need to do the things and preach. I'm preaching stuff. I need to, the Solomon effect. I'm preaching it. Now I got to use it, right? The Solomon effect, by the way, is someone that preaches something that doesn't use their own advice. So that would be, in my case, 225 and 235. That'd be me. But guess what? I'm on the path, right? I'm on the path. That's what matters. I'm giving it my all. Do you have standards? Three or four standards in the office. Three or four standards in your sales process. Three or four standards at home on how you want your home because it's your home. No one else is going to come in and tell you what the standards should be at your home. This is your home. It's your rules. No one else's. You're a grown person. Your parents are going to come tell you how to run your house. You run your house. And if you don't know, go in the DMs or shoot me a DM or shoot me a note or a comment and I'll help you with it. I will call you and help you with these things. Personal standards. Do you have them? All right. Values. As a company, it's important, or as a sales team, it's important. It's hot in here, man. It's hot, man. It's in the middle of November. It's 85 fucking degrees outside. It's crazy. Listen. Listen, 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 Linda, listen. Linda, listen. Three or four core values. See, I was a big believer in five, six, seven, and eight, but again, complexity is the killer of execution. Let me tell you something right now. Simplicity, my folks, is what we're, what we're aiming for. Three or four values the company embodies. They love the Everybody knows them. They care about them. They know them. And I had a, a buddy recently, you know who you are, but you recently reached out and he's like, hey, dude, we really appreciate what you guys are doing. I think it's super impressive. The culture that you guys are building, the men that you're building, your office has lost 250 pounds in 2023 because of the standards, which is what I just said that I just talked about because of the values that we have with inside of the organization between really 15-ish people, 18-ish people at that time over the last 23 and average headcount. That's how I'm doing that. 250 pounds is what we've lost so far. I'm so proud of the group and it's their hard work. But again, we have standards and values. And he said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to put together some values for my team, some core philosophy, some things that I want our company to stand for. Do you have advice? I said, yeah, I have some advice. Here you go. I said, I'll give you my plate here, dude. This is what we've done. This is what we went from. This is what, this is where we're at. Here's some pieces of advice that I'm going to give to you. If you're creating these things, get your team involved. Because you bringing the core values of the company as the CEO to the team, so to speak, they're not going to get behind it as if they would, as if they were building it with you. So how do, what does that look like? Get a values worksheet. Get some sort of worksheet. Pick your favorite 10. Narrow it down from there to three or four core philosophies or values your company wants to have. Make t-shirts. Make posters. Talk about it all the time. Dedicate weeks to it. Uh, to each one and, and, and build and do team builders upon your core values and the things that you want to provide and stand for as a company and how you want to look as a culture. Well, what do, what do those look like for you, Cody? I'll tell you. And, and again, imitation is the biggest form of flattery. As they say, we stole these because we realized that the umbrella of these were what ours were in the first place. We just clumped three or four of our old philosophies and just put them under these umbrellas. And we actually stole them because they're not trademarked. They're not uh, copyrighted or anything like that. That'd be weird. And I, 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 
that'd be really weird to have, but it is what it is. We stole these from Hermosi, Alex Hermosi. Well, three of them. And those, these, these core values and philosophies are something we all truly, truly believe in at, at Kim Phil Coleman's. I want to share them with you. So the first one, they, they use this with hiring. We use this in hiring. We use this. We talk about it all the time. There's weeks dedicated to it. We talk about these things all the time. Number one, unimpeachable character. It, can I t trust you as a man with my spouse in the same room? That's character. Are you putting your shopping cart all the way back or are you just shoving it to the side or leaving it in front of your car? Unimpeachable character. This stuff's important to do. Um, do you have extreme integrity? Do you, are you truthful? Are you are you someone that, that that is of merit? That you're not standing on ceremony on what you've done but what you're going to do for the company? A man of character, are you cleaning up after yourself? Are you doing things in the community? Do you have high standards? Holy shit, look at that. Do you have things that you're 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 proud of? Do you have pride, prized possessions? Do you have uh, a kids? Are they proud of you? What does your spouse think of you when you're not around? Did they talk? We look at all of those things. It's the way of the seal. It's unimpeachable character that no matter what, they're not going to go get a DUI. They're not going to go go have an altercation with their spouse. None of these things are going to happen. That's who we are as a company. Each and in every individual person, we're also those same people. And guess what? When we hire them. We ask questions around that specific core pillar, as we call it. It's four pillars typically that hold up things. That's one of which we have four total. Number two, sincere candor. Are you able to receive feedback? Do you like feedback? Do you thrive on feedback? Do you implement feedback? Can you give feedback to me? If it's me and you, are you giving me feedback and I'm giving you feedback and we shake hands and we move forward? Because we know it's not coming from a place of evil or a place of manipulation or a place of hatred. It's all love. It's, hey, I heard this. This is how you can do better. Hey, I heard you say this. I think this is how you can do better. Hey, you didn't do X, Y, and Z as a company. You said you were going to do X, Y, and Z. Why didn't you do it? Sincere candor matters, folks. You have to have candid conversations because where there's no friction, there's no growth. Let me say it again. There's no friction. There's no growth. If it's all smooth sailing, baby, then you're not going to grow as a company or as a person. You have to have some sort of feedback and not this fluffy, foo-foo bullshit feedback, like real feedback. I was walking into Starbucks the other day and I saw this fucking person, this manager and a Starbucks employee and one of them had a mask on. It was insane, but he's like, I know. I know, I know. They just, they want you to do this because of X, Y, and Z. And he was blaming the organization rather than saying, no, this is what I would like you to do as your shift manager because it's important and these are the reasons why. And it's over communicating the reasons why, showing them how to do it. Tell them, show them, teach them, have them practice and, and take it fucking serious. Feedback's a gift. I cannot say it enough. Number three, competitive greatness. Guys, oh my God, if you are not a competitive person, you can't work here and you can't be any sort of successful in life. Competitive greatness. I'm talking about making shit up in your own head that people said like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady did back in the day. I'm talking about looking at a stack rank and getting pissed off and actually doing something about it for a sane period. See, anybody can look at a stack rank in sales or in leadership and be like, I'm going to... I'm going to do something. And then guess what happens? The next day, they come in early. They stay late. Maybe the next day, they kind of come in early. They kind of stay late. And by the third or fourth day, they ain't fucking doing the same shit again. But for a sustainability, it fires you up. It gets you, gets your juices flowing. It has to happen at our organization. It is who we are as a company. We look at numbers of other mortgage companies all day long. We send stack ranks out all day long. We look at this stuff 
all day long. And there's no hiding from it and there's no excuses because if you're going to be here, you're going to be great and you're going to be great in competition because life is a competition, period, including your work that you do here, including the relationship you have, how you lead your family, how uh, good of a parent you are or you aren't. All of those things matter and you have to have competitive greatness in your DNA. Number four, our fourth pillar. You see this stuff fires me up and I'm pretty good at it because I've talked about it so damn much. Number four, unreasonable hospitality. You have to be willing to go above and beyond for your client. I'm not saying the client's always right because with all due respect, you're not. It's just, you're not. No, I, I promise you, you're not. But you have to go above and beyond with your clients. It's a great, really, really good book. Unreasonable Hospitality. I forget the author. I just read it this year. I forget the author. I apologize. But Unreasonable Hospitality. Go look it up. They talk about in the restaurant industry all the things they used to do. And I, I thought to myself, I mean, you know what? If we can, if we can be a, a people of character, if we can be people of candor and give feedback, and if we can be competitive at the core level, and if we can go above and beyond for our clients and for each other and love each other, love our clients, love our people. If we can do those things, those four pillars will carry us through decades and years and markets up and down and left and right and changes in our industry and, and, and speed bumps and adversities that we'll have. If we can just focus on those simple four things, simple, remember complexity is the killer of execution, right? Just four. If we can focus on those things, we're going to be in a good spot. Last thing I'm going to tell you, because, uh, like I said, it's a little hot. I'm sweating in this bad boy. I'm saying it's like November 15th, man. There's got to be like one or two things that you like get upset with. See, I think a lot of you guys, sales folks, uh, leaders, entrepreneurs, you guys get mad at everything, man. You guys are mad as fuck about shit, everything, man. You could, ah, he's not, he's not on time. He didn't say, like, you have to stop. Like, stop. I want you to do yourself a favor if you're a sales leader or you're an entrepreneur, just take inventory. Like, you have to just find one or two non negotiables that everybody understands what your non negotiables are as their leader and as their human, even if it's a relationship. No, these are two non-negotiables with me. <coughs> these lines are crossed. Like, we're going to have serious issues. I'm not talking physical. Like, I might not want to be with you. I might not want... You might not be at my company if you can't do these two things. It can't be four, six, or 12 things. Because then you're just a miserable person all the time. So selfishly, pick one or two. You can't be that person. You're going to be Scrooge to these people that you lead. But then also, like... People always walk around on eggshells and you'll get feedback that you're unapproachable or you're always mad or whatever the case is. So my advice to you, aside from the standards and the values that I just talked about, is have one or two non-negotiables, things that everybody knows what makes Cody mad. And these are the two things. Other than that, pretty cool guy. And you might be thinking, oh, that's kind of egotistical. Yeah, you know what? I own the company. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's egotistical. But there's a reason why you're here. You know it's because I'm a good leader. And uh, I'm going to make you more money than you would. And I'm going to take you places that you never would be without me. Okay. That's what good leaders do. Remember that. They make you more money than you ever have before in your life. And they take you to places success-wise than you never could go without them. And I'm not just talking about me. I'm Hopefully that hits home with you because it's important for you to understand. But there's two things for me. One is just bad communication and not being on the same page. I'll call a play, direction, this, that, and the other. And we just blatantly hear it, know it communicate that we heard it and then we just don't do it like 
me being not on the same page with my team is the most frustrating thing I can possibly ever think of ever. It's number one for me. Close. It's 1A because I have two things, but one's 1A and one's 1B. Not being on the same page. It frustrates the shit out of me. I can't stand it. You know, me, Connor, who's our CFO, and, and, and Scott, who's our COO, we're best friends. But we've been reluctantly and, and crazily on the same page for literally the last 16 months, except for maybe one time where we're just on different pages. We had different viewpoints on a situation or two. But like, other than that, it has been brotherhood and love. And, and they know that that's like my major thing. And that's also kind of their major thing because we've been in business for so long, not just at Kinfolk, but at other places. So that's my number one thing, not being on the same page or having bad communication, reactive communication rather than proactive communication. I hate it so much. Number two, it, it sounds weird, but whatever. It's being on someone else's time. It's the reason why I left the place that I left. There's a reason why I started my own company instead of going back into the workforce. I like being on my own time. Um, it is what it is. I like doing what I would like to do rather than anyone else would like to do. Of course, I'm going to do things like with, you know, my spouse, with Chloe or, or some things with my friends or my kid or my this or my that. Like I'm going to do things that my loved ones want to do, but it's a, it's an agreed thing. Like we're doing this together, right? Yep. Cool. Boom. Let's go. But I hate being on someone else's time. Like, Hey, let's go to this birthday party. And then like, we're on time to the birthday party, but then people are late. And then like, I'm on your time and I'm wasting my fucking life because the most valuable asset that we have is time in life. It is not money. It's not anything else. It's not love. It's time. I only have a finite amount of it. I can't create more of it. I can't go backwards and I can't go forwards. I'm living in the now, but damn, if I'm going to be damn, if I'm going to be on somebody else's time, wasting mine, that does, it's not going to happen to me. So those are my two non-negotiables. I don't like wasting my time. I don't like feeling like I'm on someone else's time. And again, but like I, uh, just bad communication, not pro, not reactive or non-proactive, reactive communication, and just being on the, the, the wrong page, which all those two things encompass. So anyways, hopefully you got a lot out of this. I appreciate you guys very much. Um, you know, share the show if you can. I'd appreciate you. Get the word out. Uh, if, if you got one thing from this, it's going to benefit somebody else just like it benefited you. So I love you guys. We'll talk soon.